Welcome to the Fuck Trauma Podcast with me, your host, Candice Tamara. I'm a trauma mindset coach and I am on a mission to guide you to having the safe, secure and loving relationships with yourself and with others that you so deserve. Let's dive in. Before we go any further, I just want to let you know that my signature group program, Anxious to Secure in Love, is enrolling right now. This is my signature 10-week program that will take you from anxious and, and feeling anxiety in your relationships or in dating to feeling secure in yourself and in your relationships. This is the most supportive container you could ever imagine, and it covers everything that you can imagine from anxious attachment style for from your identity you know to people pleasing to healing anxious attachment style to managing your triggers to learning to set boundaries communication what your needs are learning how to meet your needs and what you need for in a relationship it is incredible and it has insane results if you're interested in joining please send me a message uh, send me an email or dm me now for details Hello, 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 and welcome to this episode of the Fuck Trauma Podcast with me, Candice. Um, so I know that this is a big, 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 big problem for our community members, for anyone with anxious attachment style, is that we tend to maybe be in relationships with somebody that might have an opposite attachment style to us, an opposite insecure attachment style, like an insecure, uh, sorry, like an avoidant attachment style, um, which creates you probably have seen from my content already, I'm quite vocal about this, that it creates something called the anxious and avoidant trap, where two insecure attachment styles are very highly, highly attracted to each other, but they tend to trigger each other, and it creates this push-pull dynamic of one one in, spa one, one in space and independence, and one one in closeness and reassurance, that's the anxious attachment style, if you don't know, <laughs> I'm sure you do, and, and then it's like constantly triggering each other, and it can cause a lot of conflict in these kind of dynamics, and I know because I was in this dynamic as in somebody that was anxiously attached, I was, before I knew I was actually attached, before I knew anything about attachment styles, before I do what I do now, um, hence why I do what I do now, I was in this dynamic for like four years and I was constantly triggered and they were constantly triggered and it was just really bloody painful and it didn't help because I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't understand their attachments. I didn't understand mine and this is why it's really important because when you do understand it does change things like in hindsight there's a lot of things now that I wish I knew and, and probably would have shaped and changed those relationships for me um and that's why I'm sharing this today with you so and this is you know whether you're in a relationship you might just have people in your life that have an avoidant attachment style in general and it's good to know like because con conflict is a big thing we hate that as an anxious attachment style let's face it but also um communication it can be tricky it can be tricky um for us as an anxious attachment style and certainly when we're trying to communicate with an avoidant attachment style because we're very different we have very different needs and um that can be really tricky so i wanted to share with you some of my biggest tips that i would have if you are 
communicating with an with an avoidant attachment style. Although I would say that some of these things, even if it's not an avoidant attachment style, some of these things are just like good in general for communication um, and managing conflict, whether it's with an avoidant or not. And I wish I wish I'd have known these things, and I wish I'd have learned these things myself. So the first thing I would say is that soothe your anxiety before you have these conversations i cannot stress this enough your nervous system is triggered and it will be anxious and if you can do whatever you can to make sure it's calm beforehand it is going to help your your communication and your conflict or your, your what you're talking about go a lot smoother and you're going to be a lot more hurt i promise you i promise you i promise you so please Take the space to do that. And I know it's so hard as an anxious attachment style because we just want the answers right now. We just want to feel soothed. And that's why we end up sending the text. And that's why we end up trying to have the conversation when we want to have it. And but that's how your your that is how you're start your creating the conflict and how it's only making you more anxious because you're not communicating what you need and you're not communicating in a way that they can communicate with you so then it causes more conflict and you end up being more anxious and then you have arguments and then you have days where you're not talking to each other when I was with a, an avoidant attachment style you know they would shut down on me very quickly not very quickly but very easily because I was so anxious and I didn't know how to communicate and they would shut down and they would just have to leave and then I'd have days of not speaking which was torturous as an anxious attachment style but they just couldn't handle the conflict because you know, they struggle because they have an avoidant attachment style, but I didn't know any of this then. I didn't know that they, I didn't know what what I was experiencing and I didn't know what they were experiencing. And I wish I did because it would have made things a lot easier because, you know, we tend to take things a lot more personal as an anxious attachment style. And, and actually, if I'd have known that this is just the way that they were, the way that they process things, the way that they manage things, then it would have made it a lot easier for me. And I I would have avoided the shutdown stage a lot of the time instead of it happening almost every time, um, which is painful. And I know you guys experience this too. Um, so here are here are the things that I, if I had my time again in that situation, this is what I would 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 do, and and would make a drastic difference to your communication. I have no doubt about it. So self soothe your anxiety because it's not for them to soothe it, and you having this conflict, this communication you're trying to get them to soothe it. And that is where you're gonna make a big mistake because you're just gonna trigger them with that and you're not gonna come to any kind of solution or, or conclusion from that. So take the responsibility, take the time, take the space, do whatever you need to do, whatever your method is for, for soothing your nervous system, find the way that works for you and do it as much as you can before you go and have that conversation. Um. Then the other thing I would say is get really, 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 really clear on what it is that you're asking in this conversation. Because as an anxious attachment style, we have this habit, because we're looking for them to soothe us, we have this habit of just telling them how they made us feel and what they did wrong. And we're almost kind of, I would say probably sometimes we berate a little bit. I know I certainly did. And, you know, because we, we just, we just want we just want to feel better and we we don't know what it is that we need to feel better but we're just kind of like you know reiterating how they made us feel and what they did wrong and and we're kind of just going over I don't know if anyone else experiences this but I know I used to repeat myself a lot, a lot because I didn't know what I was asking and I remember I'd, I've told this story before but 
I remember my um, avoidant partner at the time, they looked me dead in the eyes one time. And I, I mean, we've been arguing for ages and I was going round in circles. And, and now in hindsight, in the at the time, I was so anxious and so desperate to be soothed. I didn't realize that I was going round in circles. But looking at it now, I can be like, oh my God, I was going round in circles. I was just going on about how I feel and how they made me feel. And, and of course, there's no solution in that. Of course, it was going to trigger someone. Of course, it wasn't going to make them feel good. There's no solution to that. There's no end. And of course, they were going to feel not good enough and, and rubbish. And, and that was just me trying to look for them to soothe my anxiety because I had no idea what I was experiencing, right? And they looked me dead in the eyes and they just said to me, what is it that you need me to do? Or something like that. It was like a straight question. And I remembered like freezing for a second because I was like, I actually don't know the answer to this question. I don't know what I'm just, it's like I'm just telling them how I feel over and over again. But it's like, I actually don't know how they can make this better because not because there isn't a solution, but because I haven't even figured it out for myself. I just wanted them to soothe my anxiety because I was experiencing this pain, this these triggers and, um, I didn't know the answer. And so I didn't tell them that I didn't know the answer. And I didn't tell them that I thought there was a good point that they asked. I just continued reiterating the same thing that I did over and over again, which is the completely wrong thing to do, but I didn't know any different now. So what I say is like, please find out what it is that you're asking first. This is your responsibility. You can't, they're not supposed to know that. If there's something that you didn't like, you have to tell them what you want. They don't, they're not a mind reader. And I think I used to make this mistake. I used to think, surely they should know. Surely they should know what I think. Surely they should know. No, I, I, I didn't even know myself. How did anyone know? I didn't know myself. And they, they're not supposed to know. And um, they think very differently to us. So they shouldn't know. They don't know what your needs are. And you know, half the time you don't know what they are yourself. So please take the time to figure it out. And it's not that you can't tell them how they made you feel it's not that you can't say look I felt this way and it didn't feel that good but I think because we're looking for we're trying to get our anxiety healed not healed soothed we are you know we're not really we're, we're not always the kindest when we're telling them how they made us feel we we feel so strongly that we're you know we're not saying it in the nicest way and I think that's only going to make them feel rubbish and it's only going to make them shut down and it's going to make the conflict not work very well like you know you're not going to come to a solution and so I highly recommend that yes you can share your feelings and you can share that you didn't like something absolutely but maybe don't you know but maybe have you know share that feel heard which you probably will do because you're not reiterating it and you know you're more clear on what it is and you're coming from a soothed place and then be really clear on what it is that you you want from the outcome like I didn't like that you did this or um, this is what I need going forward or whatever that looks like for you be clear on that so they can just say yes okay that's fine I won't do that in future great you found a solution you found a solution and then you can go on with your you know with your relationship without the resentment lingering and without having to have the same conversation over and over and over and over and over and over and over again because there was no real solution presented and you weren't really clear on what it was that you were asking. And I know it's not as simple as this and I know obviously they have a choice as well as to what, what they do, but I would, um, I, I believe that if you did 
these things, I 100% know that a lot of your conversations would go a lot differently and you would get more of what you needed um, and there would be less conflict um, because I know if I did these things, I definitely think it would have been the case. Um, the other thing to consider is the fact that they are an insecure attachment style too. And I think because as an anxious attachment style, we're so outwardly with our anxious anxiety, you know, we really feel, we feel our anxiety, obviously, and we know it's so strong and we so desperately want to be soothed and we feel so wronged and feel so painful about it that we, we can forget that they're an insecure attachment style too and that they have their own feelings and of not feeling good enough and feeling insecure and theirs is just more inwardly that we might not see because they don't share it with us and we do share ours because it's so painful we have to and it's not not that it's painful because I'm sure there's a painful too but it's so uh consuming that we do but it can be hot it can be you know we can sometimes forget that they are an insecure attachment style too so sometimes when we start to have these conversations they get triggered too, guys. They get defensive because they get triggered, not because they don't want to hear what you have to say, not because they don't care, but because they get triggered too. The same way that you get triggered as an anxious attachment style too, is the same way that they get triggered. Um, so I think it's really important to recognize that and to know that they will, they can get defensive too. You know, they can feel rubbish as most people would if if they're if they feel like they might be being attacked so I think one thing to do is maybe to start when you're starting the conversation is making it clear that like you're not blaming them you're not blaming them like even just something that like, I'm not blaming you um but I was just wondering if we could just maybe talk through something that might have happened and that I was wondering if we could find a solution coming from that perspective rather than you know a blame is gonna it's gonna shut someone down very a lot quicker especially in avoidant attachment style um so just taking the time to be like you know preface it like I just uh, you know there's no one's at fault here but you know I just wanted to to have a conversation about something if that's okay with you and one thing I would say is you know check that it's okay for them check that it's a good time for them to talk as well because I think we, you know, I know that's very different for difficult for an anxious attachment style because we just, we need to get it done now because we need to feel soothed. But I think we make a big mistake with that because, you know, they have to sometimes be prepared. Like, are they prepared to have such a, a, a conversation? Are, do, they, do they have the capacity, you know, do they have the capacity emotionally in their mind to be able to have that kind of conversation at that time? These are the boundaries that we should be respecting. And I know it's hard as an anxious attachment style because that anxiety is really consuming but these are boundaries and you know an avoidant attachment style has strong boundaries and it's okay to respect those because you're going to have a more harmony harmonious relationship if you do so you know check in with them like is this a good time to talk if it's not a good time to talk okay when would be a good time to talk because then they're prepared for the conversation and then prefacing it with I'm not blaming you um you know this isn't it's not your fault this is you know this is no one's fault I'm not looking to have an argument here or any kind of conflict but I was wondering if we could just um if I could just share something with you and um maybe we can see if we can find a solution that works for us both like coming from that different place is so different and I love to say that I did this when I was in this situation but I didn't but this is this is how I do it now um in hindsight now that I'm very different as a person um so that is one thing I would say as well the other thing would be to say is um use I statements I feel 
I feel, not you did this, you did this, you did this. Because if you're coming in and you're preferencing it with, I'm not blaming you, but you did this and you made me feel this way, they're gonna they're gonna shut down. They're gonna completely shut down because they're gonna feel attacked, they're gonna feel blamed. And that's exactly what you're doing. Um, so this is like such a simple, 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 simple switch that I wish people talked about more, but using I statements is so powerful. And it's not just, it's in any conversation you have. I felt this, I didn't like this. You know, this is so different to you did this and you didn't, you know, like it's just such a different tone and you're taking responsibility and people can't disagree with how you feel. They can't, they can't disagree with how how something happened for you because you're talking from your experience. And what you will find is that people will respect that more. People will value that more and they will um, hear you more and validate you more from it because you're ex you're just explaining it from your situation and they get the, the space to speak from their perspective without this middle ground of you did this and you did this and then it's attack and then, then you, they're shutting down you're you've turned into an anxious mess and and um it's just a complete conflict because no one's hearing each other and and everyone's just triggered and nobody wants to back down and nobody knows even what anyone's arguing about now everyone's just arguing about the fact that you're triggered and you're triggered and who did worse and who's more triggered and who's hurting more and it's just it's just a battle and you're not finding a solution anyway so i promise you if you use these tips it will change change your um change your outcome completely um so i statements are really important whenever you're referring to anyone or anything i think that is a life-changing um switch to be honest and you will see that people will will talk to you differently they will they'll they'll hear you differently they'll see you know they'll just respond differently and then the last one I would say is respecting their boundaries and respecting their need for space because an avoidant attachment style might need time to process and think about what they think about something and how they feel about something and how they want to respond to something. And I know that's really different for an attachment style because we want the answers right now. And um, we don't need time. We'd, we'll we'll talk about it as we're trying to figure it out while we're, while we're explaining, which is not the good thing to do. That's where, where we, we do um, cause conflict with that respect. Um, whereas they might need the space to process it. And, you know, I know that's hard as an extra attachment style, which is why I say soothe yourself because but it's actually going to make your relationship so much more harmonious and so much better because it's better that they take the time to figure out what they need to figure out and they come back to you and you'll probably get much better answers than if you try and force them on the spot where they can't think their nervous system is not regulated. They don't, they, they, they're at capacity and they're just feeling overwhelmed and they're shutting down and you're pushing them. They're only going to shut down more. They're going to say things that you don't like. They're probably going to walk away from the situation it's only going to spark your anxiety like a hundred times more because you know if they if you don't speak to them for a few days or something that happens it's, or you're arguing for a few days it's just going to feel worse for you so actually if you present what you're saying to them and they say I need some time to think about this then respect that as much as you can give them the space to be like okay you know okay that's that's fine when when do you 
think you'd you know be able to come back to me so that you know that is a good thing to do and in hindsight I wish I'd have done that more because I think it would really 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 have stopped a lot of conflicts because you're giving them the space to think about it and process it in the way that they need and then come back to you with an answer that hopefully would be a solution to what it is that you're talking about or an answer and and, and you'll be able to speak more from a calm harmonious place so They are all my tips and tricks. I do, hopefully you guys will try them out. Let me know how you get on with them. Um, but yeah, I this is exactly what I would do if I had the opportunity again. Um, and I do strongly believe that it would it, it would make a massive difference. So do, 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 do try it and let me know. And I'll see you again for another episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Fuck Trauma podcast. If you haven't done already and you want to make sure that you are notified of new episodes coming, which they definitely will be, then please hit the follow button and please feel free to rate the podcast and share on your socials. Thank you so much for your support. It is greatly appreciated.